What is radiation oncology? How is it different from diagnostic radiology? How does a physician deal with cancer day in and day out? Today on Talking Admissions and Med Student Life, I speak with Dr. Matthew Poppy, Residency Program Director of Radiation Oncology here at the University of Utah School of Medicine. Helping you prepare for one of the most rewarding careers in the world. This is Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with your host, the Dean of Admissions at the University of Utah School of Medicine, Dr. Benjamin Chan. Well, welcome to another edition of Talking Admissions and Med Student Life. I've got a great guest today with Dr. Matthew Poppy. Hello, Dr. Poppy. Hi. So we're here over in the Huntsman Cancer Institute, and you're a radiation oncologist, correct? I am. Yeah, it's actually the Huntsman Cancer Hospital. Sorry. I, uh, the my the uh, institute is part of our research okay. facility, but the patient care is done here in mm-hmm. the cancer hospital. So what is ra- radiation oncology? Yeah, so radiation oncology is the field of medicine that treats cancer through the use of radiation, uh, integrating uh, with patients' surgery and chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And how is that different from diagnostic radiology? Because sometimes I interact with med students and they don't know the difference. Sure. Yeah, so once uh, about 50 years ago, radiation oncology evolved out of diagnostic radiology. Mm-hmm. We happen to share the same board. We're both part of the American Board of Radiology. Mm-hmm. Um, but we no longer share the same training. Okay. So diagnostic radiologists spend five years training to read all different forms of uh, imaging uh, to make diagnoses, we actually spec, uh, specialize in the use of different particles of radiation to treat cancer. Mm-hmm. We use diagnostic imaging to do that, but we don't formally read uh, imaging studies to make diagnoses. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's now completely two separate fields. Excellent, excellent. And how did you get interested in this field? I mean, what drew you to it? So uh, my path is not traditional. <laughs> I was a very few paths are I've discovered. Yeah, (laughs) I was a family practitioner in the Air Force uh, for eight years, and in my residency, uh, we took care of oncology patients because we had no internal medicine residency. And it was while I was a family practitioner that I really became interested. And then through the Air Force, I ended up uh, getting out of family practice and getting into radiation oncology, and uh, I absolutely love it. I was also an engineer for a time and that's what my undergraduate background was so this Mm -hmm. field very much appeals to my technical uh, Mm -hmm. nature i had a classmate that went into radiation oncology or rad onc i think that's what they like to call call it and uh he he told me there's two things they loved about it number one you get to actually physically kill cancer you know you actually get to kind of you know push the button and help with the destruction of cancer and he just found that incredibly rewarding number two he was an engineer too he just kind of talked about like the arcs and the physics involved and he just loved loved that science behind it does that resonate with you yeah it's true we you know i'd say half of my job is uh patient interaction so mm-hmm. we're you know we're talking with patients working through their disease and diagnoses um uh, working with them during their therapy and after much like any other specialty would but then there's the whole uh side of killing cancer which is a lot more like being a surgeon so mm-hmm. you you target what you want to treat you go in the therapy is obvi- obviously different than surgery but it's the same sort of thing in that you have a uh, very anatomy-based approach where it requires technical expertise to figure out where the tumor is, what blood vessels might supply, where the lymph node drainage channels are. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to watch um, the result of your work over time, and, and you do get to 
uh, see cancer die. Mm-hmm. So it's a very rewarding field that way. That's awesome. Well, let's switch gears. Let's talk about the program here at the University of Utah. Um, what, what's the program like? Uh, what are some of the strengths? I mean, where do the residents rotate? So the program here is, I would say, average to slightly larger than average size in residency. There's roughly over, um, I think there's 104 to 108 residencies in the country. Okay. The average size for a radiation oncology residency is between four to five. So it's roughly four and a half residents. So that's over a four-year period. So... Most residency programs take one resident a year. Mm. Residency in radiation starts in the PGY two year, so it's a total of five year of tra- five years of training. The first year is in any clinical field, so you can do medicine, pediatrics, a transitional year, mm-hmm. family practice. As long as it's working with patients, it counts. Um, so right now we take a total of eight residents, so two residents a year. Okay. That makes us slightly larger. The largest of the residencies is at MD Anderson uh, in Houston, Texas, and they, I think right now they're at 25 or 27 residents, Mm -hmm. Um, so they'll take six to seven residents a year. Mm. Um, And so everything, you see everything kind of in between size-wise. Our program is is a good combination of both clinical training and research. All radiation oncology residencies have research as a component of their of their training. They don't all give residents set aside time, but all residents are required to be involved in research. Okay. Here at the University of Utah, our residents are given nine months during their 48 months to pursue research interests mm. and another three months to do either outside electives or to do additional research. Um, there was a publication four years ago that actually rated the University of Utah as the number one research program f- based on the publications uh, per number of residents here, wow. as far as first author publications. So our residents are very productive when it comes to research. Mm-hmm. This program, however, really focuses on clinical training. We've got a 100% board pass rate over the last 10 years. Excellent. Um, and so our residents leave here with outstanding preparation to care for patients. Mm-hmm. Our residents have about a 50-50 uh, history of going into either academics or private practice mm-hmm. uh, when they leave our program. So residents are prepared for whatever academic or private practice interest they may have upon graduation. Do they do most of the rotations here at the Huntsman Cancer Hospital, or do they rotate like at the U and the VA or, or at Primary Children's, or how's that set up? Yeah. So all of the radiation therapy for our center is done here at the cancer hospital. We have no equipment elsewhere. We happen to provide all of the care of the patients from the VA. We provide the majority of care for patients from primary children's. I'm actually the person that does the pediatric radiation. Mm -hmm. Um, We provide radiation care at South Jordan, which is one of our new satellite locations. Mm -hmm. And we actually do offer treatment there. That's the only other place that does treatment. And then, pay, and then our residents do spend six to nine months during their four years at Intermountain Health. So Intermountain Health has partnered with us mm-hmm. for radiation oncology training. It gives our residents a community-based radiation oncology experience, which is different than we see here in academics. So mm-hmm. each of their faculty see multiple disease sites, if not all of the various disease sites at any one time. And they offer our residents a, a, a different look at the treatment of radiation patients based in that 
that setting. So Excellent. That, so it sounds like they get a really uh, a great balance. They get a they get to see in many different settings what yeah, the they field do. is like. Right. That's right. Is there uh, is there a call schedule for the residents? Uh, and how does that look like? So yeah. call and radiation oncology is probably one of the uh, easier calls okay. that residents it's okay. uh, we could throughout say graduate yeah. <laughs> medical education might do. Our residents are on call probably one week out of every seven to eight weeks. Okay. So they'll do call for seven days in a row. Call is from home. Mm-hmm. There are a few emergencies in radiation oncology. Those would be acute spinal cord compression or superior vena cava syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and those would require the start of radiation therapy, perhaps in the middle of the night or on a weekend. And that happens two to three times a year. And mm-hmm. so if you are on call during one of those weeks, it might require coming in at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also occasionally treat patients over a weekend uh, for, some, for various reasons, and that would also require residents to come in uh, during a weekend. But we are one of the few residencies that never has duty hour violations because our residents always have their prescribed time off, both in terms of time off between shifts as well as a uh, number of free weekends. All right. Excellent. And you mentioned academics. I know the, a lot of different fields, like diagnostic radiology. There are fellowships where you can like subspecialize, you know, focus on a different area of the body. Does that exist in radiation oncology? There are no formal ACGM accredited fellowships. Okay. There do happen to be fellowships in both uh, translational research, um, pediatrics, brachytherapy, mm-hmm. which is a form of internal radiation, as well as proton radiation, which is a, a new uh, charged par- particle form of radiation therapy. Um, however, all of those specialty trainings are offered uh, during your routine radiation oncology training. So the mm-hmm. majority of residents leave their their initial training able to do all aspects of radiation oncology. Mm-hmm. And most specialty-based radiation oncology is developed on the job. Mm-hmm. So pati- or, or practitioners that go into academics will choose one or two disease sites that they will focus on and that will become their specialty in time. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and residents have the ability to tailor their residency through the form of special electives or research that will prepare them for a disease site specific, uh, career if that's what they choose. Um, and kind of switching gears again, Dr. Poppy, you mentioned, you know, half your time is spent with like interacting with patients and their half time uh, is engaged in more like, uh, I don't know how to say this correctly, the machine type aspect or, or, or using the, the different therapies available. What does a typical day look for you like? I mean, how often, I mean, uh, are you in clinic versus do you have like dedicated days where you just focus on therapies? I mean, what does the lifestyle look like for a radiation oncologist? Yeah. And every radiation oncologist does that differently. Uh, we here tend to mix our day. So I might see uh, new patient consultations in the morning and follow-ups in the afternoon. But at the same time, I might be called to perform a radiation planning study, mm. uh, which involves a, a cat, overseeing a CAT scan, uh, which I will then later that, that afternoon or evening perform radiation planning on. Um, we also, uh, evaluate patients during their treatment. So we see patients once a week while they're under therapy to ensure that they have no excess side effects and that their treatment is working. 
Um, and, and we usually we carve that out on, on a special day. There are days where we're available for inpatient and emergent consults. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are days where we have set aside for academic productivity and research time. Um, and so it tends to be a mix of days. Yeah. Um, and like what I'm hearing from you is like there's a lot of variety. And I, I know in my own practice, I'm not a radiation, radiation oncologist by any means, but I just love having different variety, doing different things different days. It's kind of the spice of life. You know, it helps keep me fresh. And I kind of am hearing that from you. It's bit. true. There's yeah. very little – there's very little monotony, mm-hmm. and uh, every day uh, is different. Every schedule is different. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the only thing that remains a constant is that I see roughly six to nine new patients a week, and I'll have ten follow-ups a week. But short of that, uh, the variety of patients and then the number of treatment planning sessions that we'll have, the type of treatment planning sessions – will all vary. Some days I go up to the operating room and do internal radiation. Um, Some days uh, I might be involved in some stereotactic radiation, which is some very high-dose pinpoint forms of radiation. And so uh, you kind of never know what each week will hold until you uh, discover what diagnoses the patients have because they all require different uh, approaches to care. Mm -hmm. One of the questions I get a lot, Dr. Poppy, or concerns, I would say, from both medical students and pre-med applicants is that when I mention oncology, cancer, I mean, cancer touches all our lives in many different ways. And, you know, I kind of talk about some of the different fields uh, that deal with cancer, and there's this feeling that that is, you know, it's incredibly hard. It's really difficult. Um, and I'm not saying in other disciplines that you have patients who pass away but I think the numbers are probably slightly higher with fields that kind of deal with more cancer-related issues. So I, I guess my question for you, Dr. Poppy, is how, how do you get through that? I mean, how do you deal with that on kind of a day-to-day basis? Because a lot of students ask me that. Like, how, how do doctors do that? You know, I'm interested in oncology. My aunt, my sister had oncology, uh, had cancer at one point in time. I'm thinking about it, but that seems just daunting to kind of see it day after day. You know, I mean, uh, medicine in general is a field where we deal with Uh, patients that get dealt unfortunate circumstances, Mm -hmm. whether it be trauma or illness. um, And uh, oncology is no exception. The way that I think most of us deal with it is, is that we, at least, you know, me personally, I feel very honored to be part of these patients' lives and experience. Um, I have the vast number of my patients for which I'm able to help in curing them of an otherwise fatal condition, which is incredibly, you know, I feel an incredible honor to be involved in that. And, you know, the pediatric patients that I care for uh, are inspiring. Their their determination, their courage um, gives me amazing, you know, hope for... Mm -hmm. Uh, some of the despair that you see in the world. And it's 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 true that there are a, a percentage of my patients, both pediatric and adults, um, who get taken from this life prematurely and who uh, seem to be dealt an unfortunate set of cards. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to deal with. And unfortunately, they, they tend to come in, in waves mm-hmm. um, where I'll have weeks or months that just seem to be very depressing. And what gets me through are uh, 
the fact that is the fact that number one, I'm able to improve their life as they're going through their, you know, their last six to twelve months of life, mm-hmm. and make make their quality of life better, take away their pain, give them time back with their family, and uh, and then we also have patients again for which we're able to offer cures, and so that also helps you know get through the tough times. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no doubt it's it's hard. Yeah. But I you know I think you have to see it as a privilege rather than a burden. Okay. And um, I like that. I'm gonna start saying that. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Well, well, Dr. Poppy, thanks for sharing that. I just have a couple more questions. We're almost out of time. Um, kind of taking a step back. You know, for all the students that are listening out there, they're interested in radiation oncology. Uh, what do you look for in medical students? I mean, what kind of uh, medical students or you know future residents do well in this type of program? Yeah. So um, we look for residents that per- can provide outstanding clinical care. That's first and foremost. So when they rotate through our department, um, we need their patient care skills, their bedside manner to be uh, top notch. Mm-hmm. Um, we look for residents that are uh, self-starters and very motivated that when they come to present a patient, don't just give us the basic third or fourth year presentation, but they've gone a step ahead. They've shown us that they've actually read about this given condition. And we know they don't come to our, our service with an extensive oncology background, but it's that it's those few medical students that have actually taken the trouble to learn about the cancer staging for the patient they're presenting and that know about treatment options maybe even know some of the side effects of the various treatment options. And so, you know, uh, even a 30-minute preparation before a patient presentation can make a world of difference. And it really does go to show um, that these medical students, they care and that they, um, that they have a genuine interest in learning. Mm-hmm. The, other, the other aspect is research. And 100% of applicants that match in radiation oncology over the last few years have, have been involved in research. doesn't have to be radiation oncology, mm-hmm. although that helps. But you must be involved in research during medical school. Okay. Um, preferably that leads to a publication, uh, but it's not required. We do happen to have one of the most competitive specialties in our field or in in medicine right now and so the more competitive you can be the better Mm -hmm. usmle scores do matter and most residency programs will screen first and foremost based on usmle scores Mm -hmm. that will only get your foot in the door though once you get past the screen of a usmle score it all comes down to who you are what your personality is your background uh, and your research um, will is what's going to get you an interview, and is what going is what's going to make you shine during that interview. Excellent. And you mentioned interview. What does the interview day look like when the people interview at this program? Yeah. So uh, you know we get roughly 250 applicants for one to two positions every year. We'll likely interview between 20 to 30 applicants. So of those 20 to 30 people, um, we'll interview over two separate days. They will meet with each of our faculty for 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, They'll get a tour of the apartment. They have a dinner with our residents uh, where they get to find out about what life as a resident is like. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, they'll get tours of both the cancer hospital and the university hospital. So it sounds like a very complete, thorough day and a good, you know, they're kind of checking out the program. You're checking out them. So, right. All right. And I guess my last question, Dr. Poppy, um, where is the program headed? What's on the horizon? Uh, for uh, you know, radiation oncology, I, I just know there's more and more 
technolo- technological advancements. I'm just wondering, you know, how's that impacting the field? Yeah. So, I mean, right now our our department offers uh, the state of the art treatment techniques. Mm-hmm in all forms of uh, photon and electron radiation. We don't currently have proton radiation. There's four or five centers in the country right now that are offering therapeutic Mm -hmm. protons. Um, The science is still developing, and we have decided not to invest the money given our demographic location in that realm. Um, And I don't think we will in the next few years. Our program, though, continues to grow in expertise in the areas uh, for which we treat patients. We've uh, we've expanded our faculty. We've grown our faculty another um, another ten to fifteen percent over the last year. Mm-hmm. Our residents have grown from six to seven to now eight residents. Um, so we continue to grow in our. Uh, training. We've added two cancer biologists that have joined our faculty uh, to help teach our residents radiation biology, which mm-hmm. is an important part of our core curriculum, as well as radiation physics. We currently have seven physicists, PhD physicists on staff wow. um, that not only do radiation research that the residents can be involved in, mm-hmm. but also teach radiation physics to our residents. And that continues to grow and expand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see both those um, uh, continuing to progress as well as the ability for our residents to do clinical research. Our faculty, with the help of residents, continue to build cancer databases so that we can do important retrospective studies on the patients that we've cared for over the last 10 to 15 years. And I think that data will continue to grow and be available to future residents. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time, Dr. Poppy. I, I enjoyed this discussion. I myself learned something. So Great. All right. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for listening to Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with Dr. Benjamin Chan, the ultimate resource to help you on your journey to and through medical school. A production of the Scope Health Sciences Radio, online at thescoperadio.com.